Welcome to the Higher Ed Huddle, where we discuss the most relevant topics with leaders in higher education. This is our inaugural episode for the podcast, and I'm your host, Joe Trano, Senior Manager with Barry Dunn. I'm an experienced higher education consultant and leader, and I've served as a CIO at multiple institutions during my 30-year career. The reason for doing this podcast is to share insight and wisdom from leaders in higher education on today's most relevant topics. The podcast will be 30-minute conversations, or huddles as I'd like to call them. So again, welcome to the podcast, and I hope you enjoy our first episode. And today we have Jerry Waldron, who is the CIO at the University of Maryland Eastern Shore. He has over 30 years of experience in various leadership roles, 18 years as a CIO, and has a background in counseling. In this podcast, we will discuss the importance of change management and how Jerry has applied change management principles across his campus and in his career. We will discuss the top three things higher ed CIOs should consider with change management. Jerry, welcome to the Higher Ed Huddle. It's wonderful to have you on our podcast. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. So let's get started. Um, I'm, I'm really curious to hear your perspective on change management. You and I have known each other for a number of years, and recently we had a conversation about the importance of change management. So uh, I thought it would be uh, apropos to have you on today's podcast and talk a little bit more about change management in higher education. So what does change management really mean to you and, and how important it is to your campus and to uh, your work? Yeah, I, I, that, that's a good question. Uh, you know, I, I think it's uh, change management is more and more critical every day. You know, as a, you know, when, when we were talking uh, earlier about doing this, I, I thought to myself, wow, you know, I look at all the change that we're dealing with right now, you know, with COVID-19. Uh, now, uh, you, you could say, well, that's not an IT project. Well, it's actually a lot of IT projects. <laughs> uh, it's not necessarily a, an IT project by name, for sure. But um, it has brought about a lot of change. And I think that the principles and, you know, the human behavior aspect of it, uh, uh, you know, are, are similar. I, I think, uh, you know, we you know, as whether we're going through our, our COVID-19 reaction or a project preparation, uh, you know, change management needs to be, needs to be right there. Uh, again, you mentioned we've known each other for a long time, but, you know, I, I've, I have a lot of years in higher education. I've done a lot of big projects along the way. Um, you know, I think I was thinking not too long ago about uh, an ERP project that we did back in the early 2000s. Um, right after Y2K, which a lot of the listeners may not even remember, but, uh, you know, there was lots of preparation around that, and lots of trepidation, uh, lots of anxiety, lots of money spent. Um, and then right after it, even though it was pretty much a non-event, uh, people took a breath and then they immediately jumped into an ERP project. Uh, so, you know, when you start doing, a, you know, an enterprise resource planning project on a college campus or in a business, it's, uh, it's a big deal. Uh, you know, you're, you're looking at uh, flipping your institution on its head. Uh, you know, the three major components with HR, with finance, and with student administration pretty much touches everybody, if not everybody, uh, on your campus. So, uh, 
you know, at the time when, when I first went through one of those, uh, we honestly didn't think about change management in a structured way. You know, we, uh, we just kind of lined up the list of things, the to-do list, and you just did them. Um, what I learned, and you know, you mentioned they have background in counseling, and that's kind of a story in itself. I'm not your typical IT guy by, by any means. Uh, I kind of learned in root. But, I, I, you know, I was a student of human behavior, uh, you know, in the early going of my career and, and still am. And, you know, when I look at what happened, and I, I just had a sense for it at the time, that I could see the way people were struggling with that project because, you know, it, and I really don't, it doesn't really matter the level of resources that you're, that your uh, institution has, I mean, certainly more is better, but um, those are tough, tough projects. And, you know, at a smaller institution, I wasn't at this institution at the time, but uh, we didn't have a lot, we didn't have uh, backup plans, we didn't have, uh, you, know, uh, you know, filling, backfilling types of activities for staff at, at our school. Uh, and so people were doing this on their own, uh, on their own time or between other tasks and and as a CIO but probably more as an early change management uh, observer I realized that we needed to make some things happen differently to make it workable and um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get to the reason for saying this in a second because I'm in the process of doing another ERP project now uh, or in the early stages but um, you know what what I found very quickly back then was that you know, we needed to do a couple things. We needed to, first of all, make it doable. We were moving from a legacy system to a web system. And, um, you know, it's old news now, but that was a huge deal. You know, we went from, uh, I've told this story a couple times, you know, we went from probably 100 average, you know, daily users of our legacy system to several thousand users every day. And we did it in, in a day. You know, from the, you know, one day you have it, one day you don't have it, you know, or vice versa. And, and, and that was huge. And, uh, but the getting there, you know, looking at the stress, managing, helping people manage their stress, uh, you, you know, as a leader, you need to uh, get, you know, kind of get close to the people that are managing the individual, the real work in, in the project uh, and see what's going on with them. You know, what, uh, you know, for example, I found that, uh, at that time, this is you know ancient history, but people didn't have internet access in their homes consistently. So it seemed logical to me that we would go ahead and put internet to everybody's house so that after they put their kids to bed at night, they could go to work and work on our project. Uh, and and uh, you know that, now that sounds a little bit evil, but but it uh, you know it helped get it done. You know, it helped get it done, you know. And another thing I can remember, uh, you know, uh, leads of different modules coming to me. And, and uh, you know, I, I, I've told this story before, too. I had four different module leads uh, running the big parts of the ERP. All of them, men and women, at different points in the project were in my office in tears. Uh, now, that sounds like, wow, that sounds crazy. Well, you know, well, but these people were juggling a lot. They were doing their day jobs. They were doing their ERP. They were taking care of their kids. They were doing all kinds of things. And it's just very, very stressful. They were managing their own teams underneath them. So I, I learned a lot. And we didn't call it change management at the time. It was more, you know, bootstrap change management. And um, again, it's a long answer to your question. But I think that's kind of what, 
what it is, you know, it was probably more raw and, and uh, evident to me at the time that, you know, if we didn't manage the situation for the people on the project, we wouldn't have a project. And so that's what change management is to me. Now we fast forward 20 years and, you know, it's a discipline now and, and there are people that get, you know, get certified and change management. It's become a, a part of every project. It's kind of funny because it's 20 years later and I'm working on a similar project. Of course, now it's cloud ERP. Uh, but again, we're flipping the institution on its head because uh, in a cloud ERP environment, uh, we, they were dealing with the web before, but now we're going to dig into all their business processes. We're going to re-examine those where we're going to essentially change the way uh, people do what they what they do every day, not only the leads, but also every single person that works on their team. Um, so there's layers of, of the change management that have to be dealt with. I am very glad to see that consulting firms are including this in the mix right now. You know, there, there are things that, uh, you know, the formula that I've, I've seen over the years that consulting firms, regardless of who you're working with, kind of come in with, you know, and they say, okay, these are the five things or the 10 things that you really need to be thinking about change management is on the list now. Uh, and I think that does a couple of things. Back in the day, I was, I was personally arranging for internet to people's homes. Now, the president of the institution realizes that this, this level of change is significant. They're hearing about it. They're sensitive to it. Back when we did ERP in, in, in the old days, you know, the president, uh, a, great, a great project was in the president didn't know anything about the project. Uh, you know, they, uh, right. other than the cost, right, that, that's sure. Important. But, but uh, you know, uh, you know, that they, they really didn't, didn't need to know what was going on with people. So, uh, I mean, all that kind of goes into where I'm coming from with, with change management. It's understanding, uh, you know, what people are going through and it's, it's trying to uh, assist them in managing that uh, so that you can get the job done. Now, that's a long answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's a good start. And as we dig more into change management, it's going to be important to really uh, share with our listeners uh, the importance of, of establishing uh, a good change management methodology, uh, not just for IT projects, but for projects across campus. And, you know, to your point, you know, uh, senior leadership is more interested in, in, uh, in these uh, campus-wide type projects that have a great impact across all constituent groups. So it's going to be even more critical. I'm curious, uh, what, what um, you know, what is your perspective on uh, the impact of having a good change management methodology? Uh, you know, including change management uh, uh, at the beginning of a major project. How, you know, in your experience, how has that impacted the projects compared to projects that haven't had that focus of change management? Well, it's interesting. Uh, you know, I mentioned the project that I worked on, you know, a uh, long time ago, the, the first ERP when we took it to the web. Um, I left that institution in 2012. It went to another very similar institution, another public institution in the state or in another state. And... Uh, Thankfully, they had, they had already gone through these troubled times. They had, they had implemented uh, HR and finance and I think done okay. Uh, they failed at student three times. Wow. And before I got there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, and, but they had actually succeeded before I got there as well. But I did ask them, you know, uh, how did you, you know, what, what happened? You know, what, why didn't it go well? And what they told me, uh, you know, the reasons were none of, none of the reasons were technical. All the reasons were people problems, uh, communications issues. Uh, uh, you know, th this particular school was strongly unionized. Um, which I had, I wasn't particularly used to myself, but uh, you know, it, 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 there were a little, so that constraint needed to be put into the conversation. Uh, their, their hours, their payments, their compensation, all that, all that kind of needed to be rolled in. When I did my project uh, 20 years ago at my initial institution, uh, none of those were factors. Uh, and so when I went to the, to the, to the other, uh, you know, it, it, all of those were issues because, People were not uh, able to dedicate time to the project. I don't think that there was uh, enough institutional buy-in at the executive level, but also at the at the uh, academic level. And you know, we talk we think it's all business, but you know, if you start doing a student administration RFP, most of the people that are using your system are students uh, and and faculty and, and you know academic administrators and, and you know such. So, uh, you know, they, that whole piece of the project needs to be included. And, and, and I don't think they did that well, at least according to them, they did not do that well. Uh, I think by the third try, uh, they had evaluated, again, they didn't call it change management, but uh, they, they saw w what went wrong and they went back and they addressed those issues. And, you know, they got it right the third time. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting contrast between you know, uh, uh, two public institutions, sort of the same size, that, uh, you know, one went through it, not without pain. Uh, another wasn't so fortunate and uh, had to learn, you know, uh, uh, through their own mistakes and, and through a bumpy road. So, uh, you know, if you ask me what was the difference between the two projects, I would say change management. Yeah, that's a, that's a really, uh, really good point, Jerry. And I think, you know, we, we, we've, we hear about barriers to change and that uh, the people side of change is really critical to the success of, of a project uh, from a change management standpoint. If you can address the barriers of, uh, of the staff or employees, um, the, the likelihood of a successful project is, is higher. And I'm curious, how do you ensure that you get as many people across campus on board with a particular change. Can you, can you share some of the techniques or some of the methods that you use uh, in, in a project, for example? Well, you know, I, I've been talking about ERP, but there's a lot of different types of projects. Um, it, it, well, just for example, we, when I arrived at this institution, uh, we, were, we had some financial constraints, and um, we were doing a lot of different things to address that, but one, one particular example is that we were running two different email systems. We had an email for the students, uh, which was a cloud-based solution, and then we had another email system that we were running ourselves uh, for the faculty and staff, and, and that was not uncommon. A lot of schools had moved their students to the cloud for email and, and uh, you know, file storage and things years ago, but they, they were reluctant for security reasons or whatever to to do that with faculty and staff. 
when I got here, we were, we were looking for any opportunity to save money, and, but more than just saving money, saving support time. Because uh, it takes a human being to support, you know, or maybe, maybe a few of them to support a couple of different systems like that. But anyway, back to, the, back to the question, what I did was I knew almost, I knew right away that if we were going to move faculty and staff, particularly faculty, you needed to meet them literally on their turf. Uh, so what I did was I went out, I talked to the faculty senate, I talked to the university senate, which is more broad, it includes faculty, staff, and students. But I went out and met with the faculty senate and the deans and ultimately the cabinet. And basically, uh, well, with the cabinet, it was more of an elevator speech. With the, with the faculty, it was more of a QA. and a um, But, um, you know, meet them on their turf. Uh, tell them, you know, what, what you think needs to be done and why you think it needs to be done and what the benefits are uh, and what the wins are. You know, what, you know th this isn't just about saving the institution money, which is pretty important if you're on the cabinet. It's also about getting, uh, getting something. Uh, so, you know, we, we really drilled into some of the things that they would be getting uh, in addition to just plain old email uh, with that in terms of like secure file storage and, and uh, calendaring and then ultimately uh, video conferencing and, and a number of things that have sort of spun out of this over a very short period of time, probably 18 months. But anyway, the, the example there is, is going out, meeting them on their turf, uh, talking about the project. Uh, and actually, uh, I didn't think of this at the time, but uh, as, as my conversation you know, went by, the chairman of the faculty senate said, well, we're gonna take a vote on this. And I went, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Because they could vote against it, you know, and then sure. I got a real problem. Uh, but, you know, I answered questions. There were follow-up emails. There was this and that. And, and ultimately, they, they voted for it. And um, although, honestly, it was somewhat symbolic for me, it was a big thing for them. Uh, because, you know, if you work in higher education, that's the way faculty work. And, and you know, you, they, they want to weigh in. And, and they did. And I'm glad they did. Um, because it actually made it much easier moving forward. When I went to the cabinet, I, I could say, hey, I've been here, I've been there, I've talked, I've talked to these different groups, they've endorsed it, and, uh, and you know, the, and you could tell the president was just like, oh, you know, thank goodness, you know, because <laughs> she, she didn't want to go out there on, on a limb on this either. Uh, so, you know, you know, that comes through experience. I don't know, maybe it comes through formal, you know, change management and stress you know, training and so forth. But, um, you know, it, I, I think if you've been on a campus long enough, you, you kind of know how it works and you got to get out in front. So I would say communicate, uh, build, build as much consensus as you can. Um, if I didn't get consensus on that day, uh, I would have gone back. Uh, I would have gone back to individuals, and I've done that, that, that have concerns because uh, a lot of times, uh, people will, you know, some people will be vocal and, and that can influence the rest of the group. Um, so you may need to talk to those people offline and then come back and address the issues again uh, until you get to you get the buy-in. Again, we're not a corporation that can just say, you know, starting Monday, we're doing this. Uh, we're higher education. So I think change management is even a bit more challenging for us 
because we are a consensus-oriented uh, group. Um, but, you know, one last thing on that, you know, I, I mentioned ERP and, and then the email project, but it takes time to, uh, to get to a point of confidence with your, with your user community. And I, and I think, you know, there's, there's micro-change management as well. Uh, and that becomes the philosophy that you put forward as a CIO. Um, so, for example, when I came into this role, uh, you know, there's a lot of good people, but, you know, there, like a lot of places, IT becomes a, can become a whipping boy for, for uh, different campuses because things can always go wrong. And, and it's tough, you know, it's tough for tech people to deal with some of that. And so, I, I, you know, I try to set a personal example, uh, you know, in the way I manage changes and the way I manage any level of, you know, conflict, if you will, on a regular basis so that uh, my own team can see, you know, this is how we do business. These are our primary drivers, you know, and, and this is what we have to be committed to. And you just keep saying that. So it's sort of micro change management that builds credibility, uh, but also builds kind of rebuilds in some cases a mission for your own team, uh, which ultimately puts you in a better position down the line for, uh, for you know, bigger projects. What role does trust play in, in the process that you just described? And the reason I ask that is, would it have been different uh, if you just started as the new CIO at UMES versus being there for a couple of years and having established a level of trust with stakeholders across campus? You know, I, that's good. That's an interesting question because I, I do think that longevity can, if you do it, if, if it's handled well and you're successful and you're able to achieve the things that I'm talking about, then I think it makes it easier. If, if, if you come into a new situation, then, um, I, you know, I, I think at least I, I mean, I've been CIO. Uh, this is my fourth institution, even though you know, over 20 years or so. Um, you know, most of the time when you come in, you, you do get a grace period, uh, you know, for any administrative position. And I think sometimes, you know, people are hoping they want you to be successful. And, uh, you know, and that's, that's helpful in, in some projects and in some instances. Uh, because they, they want to see you succeed. Uh, because if you succeed, then obviously they succeed. Um, so there's, there's kind of advantages to both. I, I think if your credibility um, and your trust is, is not in a good place, then you're going to have problems. You're gonna just going to have problems because it's hard to manage change if you aren't, if people don't have confidence in you as a leader. Uh, sure. And, um, you know, I, more than once I've had to walk into a, into a meeting and I've listened to people, uh, you know, talking about, you know, this is wrong and that is wrong, and even my own people. And, and I've said, well, wait a minute. Let's get one thing straight. We are going to succeed. We are going to be, we're going to come out on the right side of this project. Now let's figure out how we're going to get there. And I'm more than willing to listen to your issues and, and help you help us work through it but you know we're, we're not backing away we're, we're, we're going to keep moving great um, so Jerry as we as we come to the conclusion of this podcast I, I, I'd like to know your thoughts on 
what you would recommend uh, to uh, your peers, other higher ed CIOs uh, regarding change management, what would be the top three recommendations regarding change management? Well, I've probably kind of woven some of this through uh, the conversation, but um, I guess a couple different things, and they're not um, they're not necessarily in this order uh, in particular, no order really. Uh, the first thing I guess I would say is that uh, you know, as a as a CIO, you you need to take the pulse. Uh, of the campus, but if you're working on a targeted project like an ERP or whatever, maybe you need to take the pulse of the people who are going to be the key players uh, within that project. And, and when I say take the pulse, I mean, look at a couple of things. So look at um, the resource level in terms of the number of people. Look at the people that you have. Look, look at, you know, try to get a sense for whether or not they are you know, uh, you know, have the right skill set, for example, uh, to to attack that project, whether it's leadership or whether it's more being an effective team member or that kind of thing. Um, you, you need to be able to take that pulse. And, and I think as a CIO, you know, hopefully a, a, a good CIO is taking the pulse on the entire campus all the time. You know, uh, you know, what's what's your gut feeling? Are, are we doing a good job? Um, and are we meeting expectations? Or, you know, do people have have, uh, you know, understand what we're dealing with. So I think uh, taking the pulse uh, of the campus or, or of the project leads or your customers is, is a key thing. Uh, number two, um, I think, the, you know, uh, having a sense for the, uh, the, uh, the dynamics of change as it relates to the uh, project um, but, uh, you know, in other words, what, what impact is this particular change going to have uh, on my institution? And then anticipating as much as you can up front uh, what those things might be and, and how to address them. Uh, and, and I think that that's, you know, you're, you're trying to get out in front of it. And I, and I do, I would imagine that I haven't been, I haven't been trained as a change management person, but, uh, you know, that, that to me, from my years of experience, is key. You know, getting getting out in front, understanding and anticipating the dynamics of change uh, in any project, uh, and uh, I, I think also, I guess my third one would be uh, adding the uh, the whole concept of change management into conversations with executives, meaning you know, cabinet or whatever, VPs, president. Uh, and also the conversation with your, with your own staff. Uh, as I said, I, I think what's key in, in being able to manage change in the future is, is to have the confidence of your user base. And, and it's not just confidence in you, it's confidence in your team. And uh, I think that needs to, uh, that, that's kind of something you have to bring in every day. You know, it, it's not project specific. Uh, as far as the executives, I think, uh, you know, wherever possible, uh, and the reporting line can, can make a difference. If you direct report to the president, then, you know, you have one avenue. If you're not, then you maybe you need to work through a VP or whatever. Uh, but wherever possible, uh, you know, bring the concept of change management into that conversation. Uh, 
I do think people are a little bit more sensitive to the human side of projects and challenges these days than they used to be. That's, that's a good thing. Um, but I mean, that, that needs to be on your short list. You know, if, if a president or a VP says, okay, what are, you know, what are the, what are the top three or five challenges of this project or whatever it is, uh, that needs to be one of the five or, or, or at least it needs to be mentioned in the context of the project. So, uh, you know, and that requires a bit of assessment uh, on a CIO's part to, you know, to say, okay, how, how well positioned are we to do this? Um, and, you know, some real candid discussions there that need to happen. Uh, but also, if the project's going to be successful, you know, you, you don't want to bluff. You know, you, you don't want to say you can do something, not just you personally, but that the campus can do when, when in fact, it's a long shot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, a lot more active thought needs to go into the whole change management concept uh, than we used to have back in the day. And I imagine if you look, if you talk to CIOs that are as seasoned as I am, they, they could probably dredge up uh, some uh, conversations or, or some projects that they've had over the years. And, and if you dug into it a little bit, you'd find that, as I said earlier, the, the challenge or the reason that the project didn't go well was not the technology, it was the people and it was not managing the situation and, uh, you know, hitting that sweet spot with the team. Well, thank you, Jerry. I think, uh, I think those are great key takeaways, I think, for, uh, for CIOs and other uh, higher ed leaders that, that listen to this podcast. Certainly, building a culture of change is important and certainly um, helps uh, develop, um, you know, a healthy and positive um, perspective on uh, change management uh, across all projects, uh, you know, not just IT, but certainly projects across campus. I think certainly those that engage all key stakeholders. Um, I want to thank you for your time uh, today, Jerry. Really appreciate uh, your perspective on change uh, management and, and how you apply it and, and the importance of change management. So thank you very much. Thank you. Great conversation. I appreciate it. So this concludes uh, our podcast and uh, check back next month for another great topic and great guest. Until then, stay well.